Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Mark Marin, Ira Glass, Joey Devine, Sarah Koenig, Roman Mars. Sean Keen, Dan Carlin, Draymond Green, Patreons, Rohan, thank you Rohan, Mark Langford, thank you Mark, JP Gale, Thank you, JP. Musical guest, Breakmaster Cylinder. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here. As always, with America's Uncle Dad, my friend. I'm good. I'm good. I still kind of have the Yeti flu. Been doing some stand-up comedy, Joey. Is that a thing, the Yeti flu? I, I've just been calling it that. I, oh. I have no idea what's wrong with me. So you're writing the... Uh... <laughs> well, that's... He's a, <laughs> is he a... Is he a Yeti? I think Yetis only are supposed to only live in the Himalayas. I'm so the abominable snowman and the yeti are different things. You know, now now I feel like an asshole for saying that because <laughs> it seems like they're the same thing. Yeah, I would guess they're the same thing. But I don't know, they might be like uh you know, emus and ostriches or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be racist to the mountain cryptid community. 
Is there a Yeti on the Matterhorn? Yeah, he's a Yeti. <laughs> um, uh, Sean. Uh, he's apparently the main antagonist on the Matterhorn bobsleds. I didn't realize that. Uh, you just kind of see him. He's not doing anything bad. That seems sort of uh, troubling for the Yeti community. Yeah, like when D. Lee lives there. It's his home. Um, Other people Sean, are visiting. Speaking of where you live, Sean, you live in the Bay Area. You're in San Francisco all the time. Do you feel do. safer now that they've recalled Chesa Booty? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh... <laughs> the, the scourge of the Bay. The, the person responsible for everything bad happening in California. <laughs> yeah, definitely not cops not doing anything. Joey, I did notice something. Uh it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful sight. Um, you know how like I've been traveling internationally, and mm-hmm. one thing you learn is that people are kind of the same all over the world, except you know, like better than Americans, but yeah, yeah. but but we're the same. You know what I mean? Just just <laughs> they're be- better than us. You know. Uh, but there was one moment when we were looking at this uh, historical square outside of Kathmandu, like these beautiful buildings where the royal kingdom used to be, and there was this police station. And there were like six Nepali cops all just standing in a semicircle and they were all texting at the same time. And I was like, this is just like home. <laughs> These cops not doing anything, just on their phones the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was it was beautiful. Where did I see some cops yesterday? Oh, El Farolito. I had a I had my first uh, American burrito since being gone last night. Wait, that implies you had a Nepali burrito. Oh no, no, no! A Qatari just... burrito. Did you have a burrito <laughs> in Qatar? I, you know, you totally can get burritos in Qatar. I have, I would not have tried them, but like the first time I went to, uh, I visited Education City mm-hmm. in Doha, or maybe it's outside of Doha. I'm not sure exactly, but there's a lot of uh, college campuses there, and like an education center, and there was like some cool like kid projects, but. Uh, there was a a giant Papa John's available for me. And I was like, hmm, I've only been out of the country for 36 hours. It's not, I don't need Papa John's in America, but yeah, like Uh there was like, was Shaq on their art? (laughs) No, the only, the only basketball player that exists in South Asia, as far as I can tell is Michael Jordan. That's, that's all, all I saw was bulls gear. And uh, oh, there was there was one Sherpa on the final day who was wearing um, a Lakers back to back T-shirt from 2010. Oh, good for him. So that was. Um, that was oh, also, I terrified a guy in a 49ers hat at one place. Yeah, I've seen the picture. It's just <laughs> yeah, he's setting, frankly. <laughs> the um, second one's worse because he's like really trying to please me. And he really doesn't know why you're taking a picture of him. All right. Um, yeah. Some business <laughs> off the top uh, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter. Roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email. Uh, go to the buy some t-shirts at the t-shirt store uh, at the link in the description of the episode. Call us on the phone at the uh, number in the description of the episode. And Sean, you know what's coming up? Uh Yes, summer league. I do. Summer league oh, is oh, coming oh, up. Oh, 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 that was. Oh, I, what were you? What did you think I was going to say? I thought I thought it might be t- talking about the Lincoln Lawyer TV show. Well, that, up. we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> summer league is coming up next month. We're less than a month away, and um, Sean, 
I've decided, even though I haven't seen the uh, slate of games, I decided we had to pick a date for our third annual Round Ball Rock What the Fucker meetup oh. at the Tillman Fertitta slot machines at mm-hmm. the uh, at Tillman Fertitta's Golden Nugget Casino. Who knows if they're there? I'm going to be honest. Last year, they had moved them to a much worse place in the casino because clearly they're very unpopular. But mm-hmm. uh, if they're not there, we'll figure it out. Uh, but at the billionaire buyer uh, slot machines at the Golden Nugget Casino on July 10th at 10 p.m., we're all going to put money in the Tillman and get some of that money, some of that PPP money back from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's taken us for a ride. I, I would say our success in the past did essentially lead to them losing PJ Tucker. <laughs> he promised PJ Tucker a new deal. And then the round ball, what the fuckers took him for upwards of a hundred dollars at that slot machine and that was it so yeah july 10th at 10 p.m at the golden nugget casino at the tillman fertita billionaire buyer slot machines is our round ball uh what the fucker meetup come uh say hi and then normally what we do is we get some drinks and then go play craps at a casino that is not as expensive um yep <laughs> all right um, you got it patreon sean you were out of town. We've been lacking a little on the bonus episodes, but that's about to change. Oh, is it about to change? Starting this week, we're going to be uh, recording our new podcast about Vision Show. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Reacher, which was Sean's expertise, and now it's Joey's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're entering the Michael Connolly cinematic universe. I'm she- I'm very exciting. And Sean, you know what I I haven't talked to you about this yet no you know what i've decided we need to do first what's that we have to do the matthew mcconaughey movie first right oh you're right yeah yep 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 okay so So that'll be the premiere episode yeah Yeah. everybody watch the matthew mcconaughey lincoln lawyer movie and then uh sean and i and hopefully one of the lawyers who listens to this show will join us for every episode we'll see though Um, I mean, if a lawyer joined us for one episode (laughs) and he could even record it from the backseat of his car. I know those guys are busy. They're going all over town. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm you know, I worked in a law office, Joey. You did. What was your title? Uh, (laughs) Administrative assistant? I was I was network systems analyst eventually. Well, but that that part was a lie before that part, (laughs) before the IT guy quit to go to Burning Man. I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was an administrative assistant. I think (laughs) I think I made them make business cards that said public liaison. Oh, that's great. But I also said that was liaison for the public for the uh, the appellate program. Um, Yes. Yes. Uh, Some guys that maybe a Lincoln lawyer might have might have uh, might have worked with. Yeah, he you, you did pay, he did pay you in surfboards. Um, all That's right. true. Um, uh, Sean, um, I mentioned the phone number earlier, and you know what that means. Yeah, I do. We we had some calls. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. 
If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. I forget Forrest's podcast name, but it's about uh, uh, the video game show. The video game. It's a game show about the video game Kingdom Hearts. We've both been on. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, you have played Kingdom Hearts. I mm-hmm. I, I haven't. No, I've, I've played uh, two and a half of the Kingdom Hearts. Um, uh-huh. All right. Which is not to be which is not to be confused with Kingdom Hearts 2.538 seven minutes or whatever that Game Boy Advanced one is called. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's hear our call from our friend Forrest. Hey, uh, it's Forrest. You know me. Everyone just knows me. I'm the, I'm the one Rockets fan. Uh, I'm driving to Austin at 5 a.m. on a, what is this? It's like a Wednesday morning now. And I had a question for you. And the question is, how many seasons in a row do you think the Lakers would have to miss the playoffs before they aren't the most popular NBA team in the world? I like, I don't, is there, is there a number? Is there actually a number? I want to know. I, I think about this a lot. Okay. Uh, thanks guys. Uh, I hope you have good dreams tonight. I hope you have good dreams tonight, Forrest. Um, so you're first. So Sean, how many? the Lakers have to Okay, so they they missed the playoffs for was it 7 years in a row? Mm-hmm. And they were still the most popular NBA team. And then they but they won the title their first year back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think that's right. Um So it's weird because it it okay, so I think it was not like a huge surprise that LeBron came to the Lakers, mm-hmm. I would say. And so the gap between that and Kobe being gone was only two years. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like Kobe nostalgia and kind of like moments in the middle that kept things alive. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. it was different because a couple of the years they were bad. Kobe was technically on the team and Kobe was just like. Such a at that point, Kobe had I wouldn't say he had transcended basketball, but what Kobe was about had kind of diverged from anything he actually did on the basketball court. You know what I mean? Mainly about uh, puppets and poems, (laughs) puppets, poems, multimedia, fashion shoots. But like he had successfully reinvented himself by then as just like. You know, the, the when he as as that character from Kill Bill, mm-hmm. right, that he took his name from yeah. <laughs> um, and just like 
leaning into sort of like a weird and artificial persona like that. So so I think that the real bad Lakers gap was really only two years. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to have to be like a solid five or six. I don't think it will ever happen. I mean, it might they might just be entrenched at this point. I mean, look, the Lakers, there are two long, long, long documentaries about the Lakers out right now and a television <sighs> show. Oh, wow. That's I, I forgot about the second one. Yeah, there's a Jerry Buss Hulu documentary coming out right now. Which and then a, a magic one for Apple TV. Apple TV, yeah, which and I'm then, sure is really interesting. And then it's not. <laughs> winning time. Uh-huh. Uh, a a fictional prestige television Lakers we'll show. Most will be most uh famous for, of course, uh the Supreme Court battle that ends with uh uh famous people not being allowed to people not being allowed to write fiction about other famous people about Yeah, which people. is which is ironically going to be written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and and it's weird because like even in the finals now it feels like the Lakers are the third team mm-hmm. that is being discussed like somehow well, fourth team Kobe... because <laughs> there's the Golden State Warriors uh-huh who stink and then the Boston Celtics who are good but uh-huh. then there's the third quarter Golden State Warriors uh-huh. who are better than the dream team yeah even um, though they have <laughs> The same players uh-huh, yeah. that play in the first quarter when they're terrible uh-huh, and yeah. always, always fall behind by double digit points. Uh-huh. But in the third quarter, mm-hmm. those same they, guys. They're like, if, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're eating spinach at halftime and uh-huh. their, their, their biceps become locomotives. Uh-huh. They like Draymond Green <laughs> squeezes a can of spinach and it goes into his corn pop pipe uh his corn cob pipe. Uh, yeah. And then uh, uh atomic bombs explode on his muscles and then he becomes good at basketball. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's weird. And and normally he's feeding that spinach directly into a directional microphone. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, the um, you could literally say anything about Kobe and get a huge amount of engagement. Like, mm-hmm. um, I wrote I wrote a joke article about Jason Tatum uh, doing doing silly things mm-hmm. to uh, do like Kobe Bryant cosplay, and it got a tremendous amount of engagement. Mm-hmm. And almost no one was like, "This is comedic." People were like, "You know, Kobe, Kobe." Kobe did that white fashion shoot for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's in bad taste to talk about Jason Tatum dressing up as Kobe. Um. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's, it is a third rail. Um, yeah, it might never go away. Also, they're just, I can't, I can't really see them being bad for an extended stretch either. I can. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, the difference between the Warriors and the Lakers currently is uh, the Warriors are willing to pay as much money where the Lakers have the three big contracts and then they're like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they I guess they could have spent more money last offseason, right? Mm-hmm. And right now they're theoretically waiting to spend money in a year. 
Except I don't think they have cap space even when Westbrook goes off the books. They did. They do. That's that's like that was like the impediment to them making moves at the deadline this year is that they want to preserve that 2023 cap space. I think LeBron's contract is also up. And so they can just sign him last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That that's what it is. But Um, oh, we didn't even. Well, we'll talk about that next. I can't believe I didn't list that. Um, Okay. Uh, Good. All right. Sorry uh, Sean, about that. We got another call. This one is finals related and not uh, Lakers related. It's okay. uh, and here it is. Uh, Bam Adebayo and Jason Tatum are the same age. Thank you for your call, listener. Um, <laughs> Sean, how do you? What do you think about Bam Adebayo and Jason? I mean, it, te- technically, Bam Adebayo is 25 and Jason Tatum's 24. But yeah, that, they're the same age. Well, you do want to know something even crazier that will blow that listener's name. What's that? Uh, is that Andrew Wiggins is only two years older than those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't Andrew Wiggins just turn 27? He just turned 27, yeah. Um, <laughs> How old would you say Kavon Looney looks? Thirty-two. Mm, How old is he? Twenty-six. He's twenty-six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a very funny when Jordan Bell was on the Warriors. I remember at one point, uh, a reporter asked him the question. What's it like having a grizzled veteran like Kevon Looney teach you how to play in the NBA? And Jordan Bell's response was, I am two years older than Kevon. Yeah, so so basically, Kevon Looney and Devin Booker are the same age, if you're wondering. (laughs) Same with Mikhail Bridges. You know who else is the same age as Kevon Looney? Who this one surprises me, even though it shouldn't. Who? Jalen Brunson. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Uh, Sean. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Kevon Looney are the same age. Uh, Sean, question for you about mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. Uh huh. Um, good enough as a basketball player, and like I want to make it clear, he's a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, he's like a good. He's like a good starter. He's like. A good third best guy on an NBA team. Yeah. Is he the worst player in NBA history for an NBA team to hire his dad to the coaching staff to try and sign him? (laughs) Which the Knicks, for those of you that don't know, the Knicks hired Jalen Brunson's dad this week. They did. They did. To try and sign Jalen Brunson this summer as a free agent. Now, he has been a Tom Thibodeau assistant twice before. Sure. But, but <laughs> I mean, given that he um, has had a couple of scandals that might otherwise be uh, disqualifying, it does feel like a college basketball thing, right? Didn't didn't um, didn't Missouri hire Michael Porter Senior? Yes, to get his and son to also go there. Louisiana, uh, LSU hired Ben Simmons's brother or uncle, I believe, uh-huh. to get him uh-huh. to go there. I mean, his brother's still his shooting coach, and he's yeah. doing an incredible <laughs> job at that play. Uh, yeah, famously, Danny Manning's dad uh, became an assistant coach at Kansas, and they won a title. Mm-hmm. LSU, 
maybe didn't. Um, They did did not win a title, Sean. In (laughs) fact, they made a documentary about how stupid it was that Ben Simmons had to pretend to go to college. Remember? uh (laughs) Look, at at least he got... uh, Look, I mean, you know what? I was going to make a joke about it. I'm like, good for Ben Simmons. Yeah, no, that documentary is good and cool, uh, honestly. Um, Get that job. I, like, I wish he hadn't done the same thing in the NBA where right, he then right, right. stopped. He like acted like <laughs> like there's a next step where he's like, why do I have to do this now? But um... Saul's stupid. <laughs> he's like he's actually AJ Soprano in the episode where uh, he reads Camus for the first time, I think. <laughs> Which, by the way, congratulations to our friends Matt and Vince. Oh, for completing uh, for completing the Sopranos podcast. And it is it is a shame that Vince was shot in the head by an unknown assassin in a members only jacket right after recording it. Yeah. R.I.P. Vince, but uh, I'm sure Matt will continue the broadcast in your stead. <laughs> I think it's not actually on the podcast; it's implied it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, R.I.P. Vince, no, he did a lot are of great imagining stuff. it happened when really yeah. they're just in hell having to talk to each other for the rest of their lives. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> <laughs> that they were trying to make with that podcast. All right. Also, congratulations on getting married. Also, congratulations to Matt on getting married mm-hmm. and not. I was at the wedding. Not um, canceling um, that wedding in the in the wake of Vince's violent death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Sean. We have some reader mail now too. We've got to do. Okay. Um. Except I can't find the drop. There it is. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean, our first question comes from our friend Ronald Portugal. Um, uh-huh. Ronald asked, would the bouncers at Bergain let Luka Doncic in? I think he has really goofy Eurobro energy and the bouncers would let him in because they think he's being ironic. All right. Uh, so, do you, do you know what this place is? Joey? I do not. It is it is a a world famous uh, techno club mm-hmm. in Berlin. Uh, it is it is okay. known for it's very it's very difficult to get in. I'm not totally sure why it's so difficult to get in, but I think just because it's a it's popular a nightclub in Berlin. Yeah, and okay. it's. Um, it's well. It did so. There's an article in Rolling Stone from 2014 that I'm using as my source, and the headline is "The Secretive Sex Fueled World of Techno's Coolest Clubs." Great. Uh, but it's they basically it's a test case on how tourism and gentrification are threatening Europe's party capital. I I gotta say, a lot of those words seem like they don't fit together. Do um, consider Berlin Europe's party capital. Is that the problem there? Uh, more like being a party capital kind of seems like it's already being gentrified. Uh, oh, sure, like, sure, sure. like you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like the historic character of Berlin is being threatened now that now that the 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 sex techno club. Yeah, that now that Tiesto too... plays there every night. Uh huh. Oh my gosh! Look at that! Oh, it smells like weed and urine, but also leases um <laughs> uh would they would they let him in is the real question though um 
I'm going to say no, but it's Either. not, it, it's, and it's because I just learned about this place, but I assume they're racist against uh, Eastern European people. Ooh, okay. Here's, here's my reason for a no, is that he got in there once with Dirk, because uh-huh. Dirk can get in anywhere in the world. He just goes like, oh, wow. Look at that leather. Way, very funny in Netflix's Adam Sandler vehicle, Hustle. Of course, of course. That out. Um, he's not he's not quite as good in uh, Like Mike, but he's not as comfortable with the, the language in that Dirk one. Dirk and Boban are, I would say, the funniest NBA players in the movie. Um, They're also the funniest NBA players, yeah. right? Mm. Play Griffin, obviously. <laughs> As long as as long as he he can text. Well, Ant Man is uh, also Neil Brennan. Ant Man is also. Oh, Ant Man's the funniest Ant-Man NBA player. Ant Man is the funniest NBA. NBA is he's the funniest. But Ant Man's yes. character isn't sort of allowed to be that funny in yeah. Hustle. There is a good part where he asks Wancho while they're before a tip off of the games, Mallorca, Spain, and then he goes, "Sounds like shit." <laughs> So good. Did you did you see the Anthony Edwards interview about about working out for the Warriors? Um, I did. Where Steve Kerr made him work harder. Yeah, yeah. And, that's why he <laughs> and then he like called his trainer. He was like, "Uh oh." Uh, like, like it's very funny that he's so talented that he kind of like almost became the number one pick in the draft on a lark. A little bit, yeah. and then was like, "Oh, this is my job now." All right. Um, Sean, <laughs> he's we, so great. We just got a, a reader mail question texted to me. Oh, what? What? Uh, it's okay. from my friend Katie Heindel and your friend, of course. Oh, Katie of course. Heindel from the Uh Basketball Podcast, from Dishes and Dimes, from uh up from Dime, from uh uh uh, uh Slam Magazine Canada. Uh, the karaoke DJ party circuit of North America. Uh, she just asked, do you think the Boston Strangler would have chanted fuck Draymond Green? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he... I would say the name Boston in his title would imply a strong yes. Um, I'm gonna say no. You don't think he would have? No. I think he. I mean, uh, it's, we don't we don't know who he is, right? Right. He can't. You can't have a shadow in the arena chanting "fuck Draymond Green," right? He's hiding. <laughs> I guess that's true. It would be like it would be like a post. Uh, it would be like a confession, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like a courtroom confession where he was like, "Oh, and by the way, fuck Draymond Green." Right. It would be kind of like. Um, Christopher Dorner's manifesto, actually, mm-hmm. where he spent a lot of time talking about the corruption of the LAPD and then a lot of time shouting out his favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. And also Rob Zombie, don't forget. He, he, shout, he did shout out. Didn't he shout out some actors and actresses, too? Of course, dude. <laughs> we uh, should we should do a dramatic. We, we need to do a Patreon episode where we just talk about the Dorner manifesto, but only the celebrity parts. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because I don't want to get on a list, but but I am interested in Dorner's celebrity thoughts. Like, what if what if they'd been able to take Dorner alive, and then they like worked out a deal where he could host E Entertainment News? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Oh yeah. So anyway, I think uh, I think Ronald. I'm, I'm I've sorry. got some. I've got some some okay. quotes from the Dorner manifesto. Oh, here. oh, good. Okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen, you're effing awesome. 
Uh, Christopher Waltz, you impressed me in Inglorious Bastards. After viewing Django Unchained, I was sold. Wow. Uh, he wasn't sold just on the one Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> he needed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. Um, hold on. There's a lot of weird. This, this page I'm on here. Um, what is there? Is this a weird Christopher Dorner manifesto page on the no, internet? No, that's no. weird. Um, <laughs> um, it was like some Yahoo page that was clearly broken and like. It was saying, like, ampersand blank. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) uh, Mia Farrow said, here's another one. Mia Farrow said it best. Gun control is no longer debatable. It's not a conversation. It's a moral mandate. Well, that's correct. Yeah. Um, Off the record, I love your new bangs, Mrs. Obama. Whoa. Okay. A little horny. Dorner. It's, it's kind of sad I won't be around to view and enjoy The Hangover 3. What an awesome <laughs> trilogy. Todd Phillips, don't make any more hangovers after the third. Uh, takes away the originality of its foundation. I don't do know if he would have loved 3. Do you? But you know what? He would have loved Joker. Yeah, that's true. Wow, uh, do you think Todd Phillips was inspired by this manifesto a little bit? World War Z looks good and The Walking Dead Season 3 second half looked intriguing. Damn, gonna miss Shark Week. <laughs> he missed World War Z, which is... <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised how little cultural impact that movie has. Tim Tebow, I really wanted to see you take charge of an offense again and the game. You are not a good QB by today's standards, but you are a great footballer who knows how to lead a team and win. You will be Tebowing when you reach your next team. I have faith in you. Get out of that circus they call the Jets and away from reality TV star Rex Ryan and Mark Rapist Sanchez. Whoa. (laughs) I didn't even know that was an accusation of Mark Sanchez. (laughs) Uh, And then finally... Oh, okay, there's two more. Right, right, okay. (laughs) Jennifer Beals, Serena Williams, Gray Drake, Lisa Nicole Carson, Diana Taurasi, Bushy Wright, Brenda Villa, Kate Winslet, Ashley Graham, Erica Christensen, Gabrielle Union, Isabella Soprano, Zion Virgie, Tamron Hall, Gina Carano, America Ferrara, Gianna Michaels, Nene, Natalie Portman, uh, Queen Latifah, Michelle Rodriguez, Angela Johnson, Kelly Clarkson, Nora Jones, Laura Prepon, Margaret Cho, and Rutina Wesley. You are the most beautiful women on this planet, period. Never wow. settle professionally or... Do you think he was a fan of Erica Christensen's work in traffic? Or was it like I, I bet it's swim traffic. fan or the perfect score? <laughs> I bet it's traffic. Uh, I also bet he would have been very disappointed in what happened with Gina Carano. Yeah. Um, and then finally, this is my favorite part. Uh, Dave Brubeck's Take 5 is the greatest piece of music ever, period. Hans Zimmer, William Bell, Eric Clapton, B.B. King... Bob Marley, Sam Cooke, Metallica, Rob Zombie, Nora Jones, Marvin Gaye, Jay-Z, and the King Louis Armstrong are musical prodigies. I bet Louis Armstrong would have been touched to, to read that in the manifesto from Dorner. But yeah, there's there's more. He talks to uh he talks uh to Larry David a lot. Yeah. Um, we might, I, Joey, we <laughs> might have to each write our own Dorner manifestos for an upcoming Patreon. 
Um, all right. Uh, Swin next... Cash, Sweetie. <laughs> our next question. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. I have to, I, I did actually finish my answer oh, to Ronald Portugal. Sorry. Oh, to Ronald Portugal. Sorry. Yeah. We're going I, back to. Sorry. I thought he I thought he got in when he was with Dirk, but he will no longer get in because Mark Cuban tagged along once and tried to get yeah. Luca to bring him in. And they're like, never with this guy. <laughs> this place is not for deviants like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. for uh, other kinds of deviants, European yeah. types of deviants. Yeah. Um, all right. Delamuka asks, would the Suns win if Chris Paul was an omnivore? You know, I, I, there's a definitely a good chance that that's holding him back, being a vegan. Uh, no, the answer is no. <laughs> He'd have like a little, more, a little more fight in him at the end of this series. Uh, no. That's what he does, dude. <laughs> I would, I would have liked to see that. Like at halftime of that game, he like eats, eats like a Jordan Peterson style raw steak in the first half, and then he just like immediately collapses because he's he's had like a sip of tap water well, or something. Of Kobe, if you remember. Oh, of course he was uh, a meat man. Kobe, if you remember right, I believe Kobe and. Mr. Hawes, is that right? Maybe it was Chris Kamen, one of those two guys. One of those two guys, I confused them. Uh, bought a full cow together, would buy full cows together and then split them up. Um, well, that's that's definitely something Jason Tatum could do before the end of this finals, I, I think. I also believe Kobe was the first person I ever heard talk about. Yeah, you have to put other things in it, too. I remember my old roommate um, just started putting butter in his coffee, and he was like, yeah, this is great. And I was like, I think there's You're also supposed other... to put, like, bone broth in it, right? Um... Yeah, I think it has to be other things. He would just put, like, a pat of butter in the coffee, and I was like, um... <laughs> um all right, uh, our friend John L. asks, did Quinn Snyder disrespect the jazz by leaving? Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the ultimate in disrespect, right? Hmm. See, I mean, I actually think it was him respecting the jazz. Well, I mean, I'm just going by the general standards of what constitutes disrespect to the Utah Jazz, right, but, which include like not winning prizes. <laughs> well, here's just why I think it's the ultimate jazz respect. Huh? Um, because the jazz in very typical jazz fashion, just wanted to run everything back again. And we're like, mm-hmm. Quinn's coming back, Rudy's coming back, and Quinn Snyder was like, no, you have to change. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'll well, you... force you to do it. I quit. Wow. I I just think it's... Look, it's, it's disrespect. He didn't want to be in Utah. All right, and then our... Final... That's the... He turned his back. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about him more yeah, in yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah. Um, our friend Mike Burkett, uh, asked, what commercial is driving you the most crazy in the playoffs? Ooh, um, okay, so the one that I viscerally hate the most is, is not actually unique to these playoffs, so I don't think it counts. Mm -hmm. It's that, like, Axe Body Spray commercial with the Australian rapper that is like, hey, 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 hey. How you doing, baby? And then it has the like normal axe body spray mix and a woman fall in love with a nerd. Mm-hmm. But but that's been but I feel like it's not unique to the playoffs. I would say the saddest commercial is the one where Carl Anthony Towns gets owned mm-hmm. 
by a gamer. Like, I don't I don't know why he agreed to do that commercial, Joey. I don't either. It's it's like. It's so humiliating and it doesn't really make sense that a gamer would anyway that it's 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 sometimes those State Farm commercials go into like real absurdist physics Mm -hmm. and that's one of them. Um, But I don't find it as I guess I guess I would say Medusa is the worst one. Medusa is really bad. Um, Um, Yeah. The Amazon commercial for where Medusa murders a bartender for looking at her. Um, I think and then everyone the laughs. worst commercial is the ding. Which one? Damp rid. Um, <laughs> which is like a thing you hang in your closet. So your, your clothes don't smell. Oh, it, I, it... I have not gotten that in the <laughs> <Bay> area, Joey. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just local, but it I... also <laughs> has, hold on. Let me see if I can find this song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It has a song in it, like a parody song. But now You're I damp can't. Rid. Now I can't remember what song. Oh yeah, it's a jock jam. Hold on, let me hear. Yeah, it's everybody damp rid. Oh god. Um, but I can't find the fucking video now. Hold on. What if I Google everybody damp rid? <laughs> This is Dampered has removed the video. Um, oh my god, maybe they didn't actually get permission. It's so bad, dude. I wish I could find this. Posted it, I, um, found, I think I found it on Reddit. No, that's oh, no, nope, 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 that's something else. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's everybody dampered. Yeah, there's a lot of tweets about it. Um, calling it the worst song in commercial history but no videos for everybody dampered but trust me sean there is a commercial out there for dampered uh-huh. during a parody of cnc music factory uh, yeah. uh, where it's women saying everybody dampered while people dance in their closets God, it, what a terrible name for a product. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's I would, the I would commercial be like, driving me most crazy. Now, does, does Damperid remove... If you just heard the name, like, one, two, three, Damperid, does that remove or add dampness? It I, removes, I think, right? I would just, I would just think, like, <laughs> I don't want something damp in my house. Um, right. They should also hire Eric Damp here to do their commercials. <laughs> Take it uh, from me. I also don't really want to hear any more about the Antonellis in their cheese shop. Ooh, they've been, um, they've been, if you notice, they've been cutting that commercial down to the yeah, bone because yeah. people hate the Antonellis so much, but they don't have a replacement. I mean, it's too bad because I feel like the Antonellis maybe, <laughs> like, I, I think they might be okay people. Like, I, I think, sure. I think it, it might be the edit. It's also, we thought they wanted to promote their cheese shop, and then it sounded like they were like, Real dicks that they only gave health care because of like credit card rewards or something. <laughs> and uh, so now they're just like, we're the Antonellis. is a credit card. Cheese, credit card. Let's, let's get out of here. Um, 
Uh, anyway, if anyone has a rip of that Damprid commercial, please send it to us. Yes. Uh, apparently it does not exist on the internet, but, uh, I know it exists. Someone, <laughs> someone has it. Please. Um. Please, right. everybody. All Damprid right, Sean, does. Because we sort of talked about Quinn already, let's jump to the finals first before we get to Yeah, news. that's fine. Player. Turn up. Sean, a question about the NBA Finals. Uh, uh-huh. Did you imagine so much podcast talk? I really, really didn't. Uh, I didn't expect... I didn't think I didn't think podcasts would become an issue in the NBA finals. Uh, one of the one of the most cool sporting events and one of the least cool activities a person can do. I, I say this as a podcaster, mm-hmm. uh, an NBA player aspiring to be a podcaster feels like a millionaire aspiring to be a custodian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was like pretty embarrassing when both after game one, both. Uh, Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green were like running out. Yeah, to like to to catch. Do they want to publish at midnight West Coast time? Like, I didn't, I didn't understand the urgency. But also, um, but also, we're bad at the business of podcasting. Yeah, so, so we don't really. Maybe they're cool. smarter than us. That uh, <laughs> they oh they oh get something out to react to something right after it happens. That if you like to listen to podcasts in the morning, um, yeah, it's weird. Um, because I was thinking of that in terms of I've been doing a lot of stand up this week, and I was just imagining rushing off stage to like go into a closet and then explain uh, why all my jokes failed. Well, Sean, I actually I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh... Uh, Joey Devine, Roundball Rock Podcast. Um, Sean, um, are you worried that the uh other podcasters who do parody songs are listening to your episode to steal your ideas? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 here's the thing: I don't break down the X's and O's of these songs. In <laughs> fact, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me what 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 musical concepts you've learned? Okay, explain to me. Explain to me uh, songwriting one on one. Uh, Come on, uh, just go for it right now. What I want to say is, look, Jake Fisher is a friend of our show, uh, and we like Draymond Green. Uh, you can't take out the fact that you're playing so bad on Jake Fisher asking a question. Yeah, that's, that's not That's really fair. what that was. Like, Yes. You're like, playing like shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, he... And I understand it was a rough night, like... Uh, well, yeah, you're probably not happy. Skinheads were chanting "fuck you," but you yeah. also did that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were like throwing paint on anyone with a Warriors shirt on in the city of Boston, and people in Boston are like, "What do you expect? We're crazy." I, what I, do you want? I'm throwing. Yeah, I threw a little a balloon full of urine at, at Ron Adams. Why not? It's a playoff. Hey. <laughs> Look, he's black. He came to Boston. What does he expect? Um, um, so yeah, the um, but I mean, he is podcasting all the time. There was a really mean uh, stat news tweet last night about how many games Draymond had double digits in either points, rebounds, or assists mm-hmm. 
compared to the amount of podcasts he's released in the playoffs. It's a lot more podcasts, Joey. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't listen to Draymond's podcast. I, I mean, first off, it's not even really a podcast. You just watch, he talks about it for 15 minute chunks on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I know I've watched a couple where it's like, Hey, here's what happened in game three. And I'll be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I kind of want to see how he, what he says here. Yeah, Um, it's fine. No, It's just weird. It's weird. He's really pushing it though. Yes. It's terrible. I hate (laughs) it. Uh, but I also don't think it's negatively affecting the team, and I don't think the Celtics are listening to it. <laughs> well, that that is definitely true. Uh, like, the idea that they're scouting the Warriors based on that is... Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's actually a strategic problem. Mm-hmm. It's only just that... I guess I guess what I would say is I feel like he took a pretty big victory lap after game two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then proceeded to do exactly what he did in game one. Yeah. I mean, he was even he was he was worse in game in game three for sure. Like he had. I don't think he had a rebound for the first 20 minutes of the game mm-hmm. or an assist or yeah. or a point. Mm hmm. And, like, at a certain point, that doesn't really have to do with the podcast as much as just it feels like it's really embarrassing. Right. I would say, in general, all of the Warriors' behavior last night was pretty embarrassing after the game, except for Steph Curry. Uh, Well, I will say this. Uh, Clay is at least funny. He was joking. I will. I watched the press conference. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. quote like, was a joke. He's not seriously talking. Like he's not seriously surprised about the but, kids. Like Clay Thompson's yeah. actually funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> other warriors were talking about how bad it was, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not great. I mean, they are. They are psychos. Like there's something wrong with people from Boston. Like that's. <laughs> not really debatable like it's not a normal way to behave even if it's like oh it's the toughest place to play but surprising and also not as bad as it's not like i mean like someone's yelling at you the last time the warriors were in the finals uh one of their owners physically yeah yeah he kind of slapped a guy so that's worse like (laughs) yeah yeah, that's that's the thing (laughs) now i mean look have Boston fans thrown things in these very playoffs? Yeah, they have. But they yeah, didn't they do have. it. Like, like who cares if the crowd is yelling at you, really? Like, yeah. you're... And also, is it really worse than playing in Utah or <laughs> right, Oklahoma exactly. City? Like, yeah. it's it's similar. It's just it's just people with more confidence. You know what I mean? Like, like you can shut up an angry uh, Oklahoma City or Utah crowd quicker because they're they're ready for things to go badly. Well, and it's also, whereas Boston does it with confidence. Well, and it's because they have that Celtics chant uh, Twitter account telling them what to say, right? Yeah, it, it that's why kept, they were tweeting, "We can we can fucking smell it." <laughs> uh huh. And then they it did the, that. That's that account just said "fuck Draymond Green" like twenty five <laughs> times in a row. Uh, but also the part of it, I mean, again, Clay Thompson was kidding, but also it's very funny, uh, to think that like a child in Boston is not yelling the F word all the time. Right. You've met, we've met Mike Malloy. Um, like, uh, read, 
read a Dennis Lehane book. Like it's yeah, this it's... is what it is. Like, <laughs> like uh, the only thing that's gonna break up that crowd is half of them will want the cop to keep the baby, and the other half want justice. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough. It's a tough sell. Like. Sometimes I sometimes want to bring the baby back to their drug addicted mothers. Yeah, they, um, some people okay. want justice. Some people have a different kind of justice. Yeah. In life. <laughs> um. But yeah, if, if uh, Bubba Rogowski shows up at Game Four, of the Warriors do have to worry. But yeah, I think yeah. he's, I don't think he's a bunch of a sports fan. Um. Anyway, the the Warriors are both embarrassing on the court and off. <laughs> uh, that would be my. I would say Draymond Green's wife. Look, I get it. You want to defend your husband or whatever, but like it's given me 2016 vibes and that's none. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I don't it's weird that I don't have we really heard from Aisha Curry during these finals? No, because she knows better than to tweet that the league is rigged now or whatever. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see what Draymond's wife said. Oh, she tweeted just a long thing about. (laughs) No, I mean, I gotta say she has like listen to her husband speak before though right yeah <laughs> he was cursing in his press conference yeah uh after the game all right um uh yeah so what what would your Celtics chant be for game 4 to really stick it to the warriors um we are classy uh, soup is the perfect food Soup is the perfect food. 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 Sliding doors. Sliding doors. Ewing theory. <laughs> we hate unions. <laughs> nephew Kyle. <laughs> A nephew Kyle chant I would absolutely get behind. <laughs> um. Do you think? Do you think Nephew Kyle? I'm not even sure if he's from Boston, actually. I but, think all those guys from Connecticut, actually. Yeah, I mean, anyway. yes. <laughs> I think I think Nephew Kyle is from uh, the state of New York, actually. Uh, Sean, the only question I really have about last night's game, yes, is how does one loose ball at last like 14 seconds? I don't is know. That, I, and is that the craziest play you've ever seen? I didn't get to see it live because I went on stage after the Warriors committed four turnovers to start the fourth quarter. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure they're going to pull this one out. Uh, but seeing it was crazy. It almost seems like it was engineered. Like it was almost like Boston was trying to keep the ball alive until they could dive on Steph Curry's foot again. I, and I know that's impossible. But that's, like, the only explanation I have. I mean, to be fair, like, look, I love Steph Curry. Uh, He's, like, the only thing I love in the whole world. Um, (laughs) But uh, even as I was watching it, I saw him go to dive for that ball, and I was like, he should not be diving. Yeah, it was not not at that point in the game. He should know better at this point not to... Oof. Like I know he what he wants to win really bad, and like yeah. that's ingrained in your spirit as a yeah. basketball player that like part of wanting to win is diving on the floor. But it's like let Andrew Wiggins dive on the floor, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you remember you remember what happened last time, buddy. <laughs> Although last time he didn't dive enough, and that yeah. that was the criticism. So, <laughs> uh, look, Marcus Smart is going to dive on someone's leg every game. You can only just hope. 
that it's Robert Williams and not Steph Curry. But it wasn't even Marcus Smart. The dope. No, it was Horford, right? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't I'm, a dirty play. It was just guys falling. It was just a. It was just a super just, weird play. Yeah. But and also, also, the refs should have blown that ball dead like 10 seconds before. I know you hate jump <laughs> balls, but that was like clearly like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I I hate jump balls, but I don't hate that if you tie somebody up, you blow the whistle. Like, I, I believe in that. I just I just aesthetically hate what a jump ball is like and that referees can't throw it them. just was weird three guys were on the ground just like wrestling over the ball for 10 seconds yeah. and then they let it pop back out and have like three more guys dive on the ground yeah, it was, it's, it. like, it's like it's it just crazy it, it's just sort of like functionally for the game that's what you do because yeah. you don't want Someone you don't want like hurt. that much chaos yeah. basically <laughs> um all right, so what, what was your analysis of Game Three? What what went wrong for the Warriors? Was um, it was it Draymond not making a single positive play for uh, for twenty five minutes? Was bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Wiggins and Clay and Otto and Steph all did really poor box out jobs, um, which has weirdly been a strength of this very small Warriors team in yeah. the playoffs thus far. Um, Looney can't do it all. Right. Well, Looney didn't play enough either. Like, I kind of think at this point, if Draymond, you can sort of tell how Draymond's p- going to play, um, that might be a night you play more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Looney only played 17 minutes in this game. Um, but I think the real answer is... um. To counter the size, the Golden State Warriors should start James Wiseman in Game Five. Yeah, he's practicing, Joey. He's ready. He could be this year's Damian Jones. Um. Also, I was just thinking, like, about the Boston fans again. It's just again. Um, it's just such a funny contrast to San Francisco, where all the fighting is done exclusively on the internet. You know what well, I mean? That's not true. It's also done in uh, parking lots of Dodger Stadium and the yeah, bathrooms that, that's at, true. Cat, at whatever Candlestick Park is game. called now. Yeah, it only happens at 49er games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And, and Giants Dodgers games, but only it only in LA. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I There's probably been like a single digit number of fights at at. Uh, but also Oracle Park. I uh, forget what it's called. A secret. But also a secret for everyone in the United States that doesn't live in the Bay Area uh, that people don't know is actually Niners fans are like 10 times more violent than Raiders fans. Uh, (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Well, I mean, like in the last 10 years, uh, I would say. No, Raider fans are the most violent. Raider fans are violent by like. European soccer fan standards. <laughs> Have you been to a Raider game? Yeah, I've sat in the black hole. I'm telling you, I, I've seen a guy get thrown into a urinal <laughs> at a Raider game. Although, although, like when when the Raiders played the Saints, it was almost like mutual respect, where yeah. it was like, yeah, you guys drink as hard as us. Your town's been pretty hard hit by stuff. <laughs> this is cool. I your color, you have silver in your colors. Candlestick, like people kept getting stabbed at the Niner game. Um, all right, anyway, keep uh, going. But, but yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, Warriors fans in specific are like, like, if you could yelp 
Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. It would be devastating right. right now. But if you wore a Boston Celtics, like, full-on leprechaun jersey to Thrive City, mm-hmm. people would be like, hey, nice cosplay, bro. Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of people who are uh, too rich to fight is what's really happening mm-hmm. right there. And, uh, you know, you can't actually get that drunk at the Chase Center because the lines are too long. It takes you too long to get back to your seat. Plus, even with uh, the higher caliber beer. Yeah. The only thing that would make them mad is if a homeless person was wearing a. Yeah. If a homeless person was there, then it's like, that's what that's what they need to do. They need to say, like, hey, uh, Jalen Brown thinks that uh, people should just be. That they that homeless people shouldn't be immediately sent to jail, and then <laughs> then you'd get millions of dollars pouring in from from people. How dare you? Yeah, all you all if if yeah, that should be the to get the crowd hyped up for Game Five. Um, the Warriors should leak that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are pro Cheza Bodine, and uh-huh, the entire uh-huh. crowd will be frothing at them. They're like, Boo, we love cops now." Yeah, <laughs> we love these cops. They're not doing anything, but we love them. And then the cops will like barely acknowledge them from their their plushy seats where they're mm-hmm. they're busy uh, trading crypto or whatever they do. <laughs> Mainly, probably like making making racist comments on Nextdoor. I, I imagine. Uh, yeah, that's that's all that's happening there. And also, um, just about like Joey. Imagine if in 1994, John Starks had had a podcast. (laughs) And during the NBA finals, like after game six, he's like, I'm going to break down the mechanics of my shot and explain to you how good my shot selection is. (laughs) And then shoots two of 18 in a game seven. Um, Sean, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, about the Warriors. You write about the Warriors. I do. I do. Uh, beautifully. Um, I write about them I'm beautifully. Just, I'm just a weird fan of the Warriors. Uh-huh. You're not a member of the media like I am. But yeah. I've been banging the drum for, uh, I don't know, three months that uh, they need to play uh, Kaminga more. Um, you have. Uh Especially now that their only offense is uh, running a high screen and roll with Steph Curry. Which they're not allowed to run in the first half. Yeah. There's a there's an NBA rule preventing the Warriors from running pick and roll until the third quarter, and then it's completely unstoppable. But until then, they need to to use point guard Kevin Looney mm-hmm. uh, at the, at the free throw line, directing traffic. Uh, you know the the Celtics are afraid of him. That's why Robert Williams stands directly into the basket, no matter where Kevon Looney is on the court. But uh, out of respect, there's one guy on the Warriors who can actually draw fouls. Yes. Um, and part of the Warriors problem they're having is uh, Robert Williams is amazing. Yes. Uh, and won't leave the paint because no. why would he? Because Draymond Green is the screener. Uh, what <laughs> if you put a guy who like is really good at drawing fouls uh, and dunking? Yeah, who just got like screen and roll spot um, and uh, a really fast runner. Yeah, um, that you just basically like shoot out of a cannon at the hoop all the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would try that for a couple minutes at least. Yeah, especially um, like I love Gary Payton to death, but uh, they're really small out there. 
And you know what Kaminga is? Really big. <laughs> well, Joey, here's the thing. There's no way to play him without starting him at the beginning of the game, playing him for six minutes, and then immediately taking him and out if he makes a mistake. him for Draymond Green and uh, Clay Thompson. And then Thompson benching him in the second Shitty. half. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so these are the constraints we have. You can play Kaminga, but you have to start him in a finals game after he hasn't played for two weeks. You can't run a pick and roll until the third quarter. Um, you have to pass. You have to feed it, feed Clay Thompson at the beginning of the game. Uh, and just you tell endlessly. Him, like, you can take tell him to whatever dribble. shot you want. Dribble, dribble, dribble cut. as much as you can. You don't need to spot up from three. Uh-huh. People here want to see you handle the ball against really good defenders. Just drive it right <laughs> into a guy who is faster and can jump higher. But than don't you. move him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now look, I was fine with Andrew Wiggins going at Robert. Like yes. that's fine. He's the one guy who can do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's except gonna except for that other guy on really the bench. Hard off the backboard. Uh, yeah, except for Jonathan Kaminga. I gotta say, I don't think that Nemanja Bielisa, mm-hmm. as much as I love him, um, his strength is sometimes taking a three and well, stretching the floor. His strength is being a point guard for some reason. Well, and like, like the worst. That is great against teams that aren't good at intercepting passes, like yes. really, really good at intercepting passes like the Boston Celtics are. I think I would prefer Kaminga at this point. Uh-huh. And again, as a belly fan. And you've been sort of mad at me for demanding Kaminga all year. Um, not mad exactly, but just like enough, dude. <laughs> well, because he's... Sometimes good, yeah. but sometimes he's really not good. But in this situation, I just feel like it calls for it. it th- I thought it was insane when they started starting him in the playoffs, mm-hmm. though. That yeah, that was sure. that was a wild. Right, but that was they a different have team. Been playing him ten minutes off the bench with Jordan Poole, which has been my argument all year. <laughs> um, right. Uh, and just like you're gonna need this guy in the playoffs because eventually you have to run pick and rolls. Yeah. And uh, maybe he'll learn to set screens and run to the basket. Uh, but no, they didn't do that. Anyway. They, 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 my, my argument is actually that they, they played him quite a bit at the end of the year. Um, there's, there's sort of not a... I feel like there was not a... There were never enough coming minutes for you, which is mm-hmm. arguable. But uh, anyway, but yeah, in this situation where it's like, wow, how do the Warriors counter the size and athleticism of the Boston Celtics. Is it by rushing a 38-year-old man back from an injury or uh, playing a young man who's had some some excellent moments his rookie year, uh, can't possibly be gambling on defense worse, definitely can play a zone, definitely knows how to play a zone, which the Warriors love to play. But well, uh, also, I don't even think that you need him to play zone in in this with this team. Just stop switching so much. You can stop literally helping just so much. tell him, hey, you see Jalen Brown? Just don't <laughs> leave that guy. Yeah, stand in front of him. Yeah. And then if he if he runs to the three point line, you go too. Yeah. <laughs> like like you don't even really have to to help. Like like let's just because that's actually he's good at that. He's good at 
like he's bad at rotating. He like he's good at one on one defense. Yes, yeah, but it's he's like, good at one on one defense, and it's, it's like put him on Tatum or Brown for ten minutes. Who cares? Ten minutes again. Ten yeah. minutes, and if he fouls out, who cares? Yeah. They're already fouling too but much. But maybe he'll draw three <laughs> fouls on Robert Williams because his foul drawing rate is like his best skill. Well, and the Warriors in this series have been a different team when they're in the bonus because uh, suddenly an off-ball foul means Steph Curry gets to shoot free throws if he gets grabbed. So, now granted, I would say we've had a little bit more of a laissez-faire attitude towards foul calling in the odd-numbered games. Mm -hmm. Would Would that be accurate? Sure. I'm not complaining, though. Like, I... I would prefer uh, a fewer foul mm-hmm. game, but I also expect that pendulum to swing back a bit in game four. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, here's the thing that made me mad about last night's game uh-huh. is uh, I knew the refs were going to be on the Warriors because Draymond Green very stupidly bragged about how he knew they weren't going to throw him out of that game in game yeah. two. And like how I can get away with anything. I'm Draymond yeah. Green. There's a different standard for me. And then Scott Foster, king of the refs, was like, But Scott Foster. Don't, don't challenge my authority. Did something very smart, which he punished Stephen Curry, not Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Scott Foster. And I'm not, again. I'm not saying Scott Foster is a mobbed up ref, but his best friend. He's a mobbed up ref. His best, his best friend <laughs> had some very clear mafia ties. And, so, you know, when someone owes you money, you threaten their family. You, but know he what definitely you show them a Scott picture Foster, of their kid at school. I'm just That's Steph say, Curry. Scott Foster should do a podcast about how he outsmarted Draymond Green by uh, torturing Steph Curry all night. Yeah, um, Scott Foster, come on, Round Ball Rock. We only have to talk about mafia movies or musical theater, whatever, whatever you want, Scotty. Jack Harlow, we can give you a primer <laughs> on Jack Harlow. Just come on. D- DMs are open. Um. Anyway, uh... Sean, I think Steph think this Curry is, is go? really hurt, and I think they're going to lose in six games. Oh, I, I, hmm. it, oh. I'm feeling 2016 here. Uh, it feels a little too 2016 for me. Well, so they should lose in seven. It's not but, feeling 2015 like it did, like it is for Clay Thompson. No, it is not feeling 2015. <laughs> it's feeling 2016. I predicted yesterday before the game that the Warriors would lose by 15 and then win games four and five. Which uh-huh. I could but you don't think you don't you don't think they're going to be you. Th- I, well, if Steph's if Steph's hurt, they are. I think in a great deal I think Steph is more based on what he said. What? He's, because uh, you know, the, the Warriors are play. usually so honest. He said he's going to play and he will play. But uh, he also said, yeah, my foot felt exactly like what happened the last time I played Boston, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which made him miss a month of basketball. Um, yeah. Well, and luckily there's there's one part of this finals where there's only one day off. Mm-hmm. That's right now. Yep. <laughs> uh, Joey, I do have something that will make you feel a little better about it. Yeah. Chris Chioza is not playoff eligible. There's no way oh, he can God. legally enter. Is Quindary uh, Weatherspoon? Quindary Weatherspoon is not playoff eligible, Joey. Is James Wiseman? 
He is. He's playoff eligible. <laughs> Well, he'll be, he'll be, today. he'll be, he's going to be the third man off the bench. The fucking Warriors uh, posted a video of him practicing with the team today. I swear to God, <laughs> if James Wiseman is active for game four of the, or game, game four of the NBA finals, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I mean. It's very possible they're going to do that. You realize that, right? Like, look, they need more physicality, Joey. I can't think of another way that that could happen. What if he was awesome? I mean, that's been my dad's argument all the time. Like, like he comes in and like just blocks Robert Williams really early. People are like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, he just feels a lot better." <laughs> uh, he looked terrible in those G League games I watched him play earlier this year. Anyway, um... hey, he's getting some work in. I'm gonna watch the video right now. Here he is. He's, he's stepping running. sideways. He's stepping sideways. Footwork looks good. Um. Oh, he's still seven feet tall, Joey. Mm -hmm. uh, stepping side to side. And well, all the Warriors coaches are wearing Celtics gear so people don't throw eggs at them. That's new. Um, oh, and then there's a kid flipping off Nemanja Bialyst. No, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So... Um, well, game, game four is going to be huge. It's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be quite it's a game. Be huge because uh, the Warriors have added a seven footer to their roster. <laughs> um, I I I am. Well, look, Draymond Green's going to bounce back. Okay, but but uh, yeah, no, it's not it's not encouraging. They're I down two one. But a little worried that it feels like the Celtics have all the good players in the series. Um, like it's like Steph Curry, easily the best player in the series, but then it's like five Celtics until you get to Andrew. Wow. That's a lot of disrespect for Kevon Looney that I'm hearing from you right now. And I don't, minutes. I don't, I don't like it. Well, no, he's the coach now. He's got to coach the team and get all the rebounds. Is that what you're saying? Well, let me, let me just, let me just tell you something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta just do a little statistical research real quickly. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So the Celtics are up, um, three games to one, two games to one. Yeah. The Warriors have won six quarters. Uh -huh. The Celtics have won six quarters. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this series is deadlocked. That's how you determine basketball games. Who <laughs> wins the most quarters? And it's six all, Joey. This is anyone's series right now. Sure, did 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 the Celtics win one of those somewhat important quarters by twenty four points? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really think that's particularly relevant right now to the quarters argument. Mm -hmm. So the Celtics are up. Nine points in in three games, so they're up. They're up three points a game, but more importantly, six to six on quarters. Joey, we're we're basically deadlocked. I'm not worried. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I think we're gonna get a vintage Draymond Green game where he plays very well and also gets ejected in game four. That's that's my pick. Sure. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just think Steph's my take, but I'm also, uh, negative all the time. That's um, true. But also, also, I mean, like, he probably is hurt. 
<laughs> um, and I don't think they can win if he's hurt. All right. Let's, no. All right. Well, I, I, I think, I think the Looney centric offense is just about to click. That first quarter, if it had just been a little bit longer, um, Warriors might have taken a seven to five quarter advantage, and that would have been huge. Just huge. All right. <laughs> what if I only fell behind like eight points this in the is first quarter? Ball rock news. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. John Quinn Snyder quit. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So they offered him an extension. He just didn't answer for a couple weeks, which is classic. That's like what I would do if I wanted to quit a job. Uh, and then he said it was time to move on. Now, granted, he also had a hip replacement a couple weeks but ago. But also so. he talked about wanting to spend Halloween with his daughter for like yes. 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think like some of the, I mean, look, I, I'm i sure spending Halloween with your kid, Halloween's a little overrated, right, Joey? No, disagree. <laughs> not not with kids. Halloween's the best kids Halloween holiday. Do you think do you think Quinn Snyder is gonna be like relentlessly preparing for that costume? Or do well, you think he's I like a guy that yeah. What do you think Quinn Snyder's gonna be for Halloween? Ooh, interesting. So obviously he should be I mean, if he was going to like an adult thing, going as Tony Goldwyn from the movie Ghost would be the lazy man's mm-hmm. gift. Um, clearly, he's got a year to prepare. Now. He's got a year clearly. to prepare. <laughs> got months. Um, and he's going with a kid. I don't think he's going to match his kid. I think it's an individual yeah, yeah, costume. Um, it would be so funny if he was as one of the Eternals. Like, that would be... <laughs> like, what? And he's like, I'm, I'm Kai Pei or whatever... They all the Eternals all have really stupid names, right? Uh, yes. Okay, Jongo. It could be Jongo. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I think it would be okay. I'm I'm gonna throw out an option: mm-hmm. the girl from Stranger Things. It's not bad. Like like he had the idea when mm-hmm. season one came out, but he's just been busy. He's never been allowed to do it. He's yet. never been allowed to do it, and now he's like, well, it's. It's new again. There's a new, there's a new season. I can finally, finally, finally dress up as Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I think Ghost would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Just like the like laziest costume. Yeah, just a sheet with two mm-hmm. holes in it, and like gets a lot of like thumbs up from people in Salt Lake City who are like, "Oh, he's uh, oh, it's a ghost." I, he's not gonna be. Living I thought in it was. Salt City. <laughs> he's, he's like already like, can we live in our old place in Austin again? Um, okay. What do you, what do you, th- do you have any ideas? I do. Uh, I think he's going to be the Joker. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so which, which Joker do you think he is? Uh, the uh, Jared Leto Joker, of course. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's he's With, pretty like, twisted. Daddy's little monster or whatever uh-huh. tattooed on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see, I could see like Dracula, Quinn Snyder too. Mm-hmm. Like, I also could... could see him being Cal Drago, <laughs> <laughs> like shirt off. Or Walter White. Walter uh, like White. That. <laughs> That's who he should be. It's Walter White, bald cap. 
Because you know he's been experimenting with facial hair oh. since the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I want him to be Walter White so bad. <laughs> what if he got Joe Ingles to be Jesse? <laughs> Just flew him out. What if he went as Beetlejuice? Oh, he should go as Beetlejuice. That would be great. Oh, my God. Just trying to think like the vibe Quinn Snyder has. I think Beetlejuice would be great. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the costume I wanted to yeah, do is yeah. Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah. Uh, but bad. also, also, it would be very funny if he just went as, like, construction worker. <laughs> like, it's just like, like he's waited hobo. all this time. Hobo, and it's his Hobo. Hobo. <laughs> and then fans, then fans in Golden State are just like, Boo! Boo! Get him out of here! Go in jail! <laughs> what if he went as Deadpool? Uh... <laughs> He's just like, he's so quippy the whole time. I'm like, what? And so I wrote these one-liners when the movie was new. I just... uh... Uh, and the winner of this year's Halloween costume is Quinn Snyder as Squid Game. Hey. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, John. Um, so he was there for eight years. He won 372 wi- games. And uh, how many times... Did Donovan Mitchell pass to Rudy Gobert, you think? Uh, 12 times 12, in those yeah. eight years. 12 <laughs> times right. yeah. in those eight years. Uh, so, do we think the new coach is going to be uh, Johnny Bryant, I think? It's going to be whoever Donovan Mitchell chooses. Yeah, they basically said that's what they want. And uh, Johnny Bryant used to coach at the University of Utah, which is also sort of a geographic requirement. There's certain towns where that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, you need like a native, you need to like draft and sign Minnesotans to your coaching staff and sign them to your team, give them Speaking extended Minnesota, contracts. Sean, yeah. Um, can I read you an anecdote from Zach Lowe's? Uh... Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, at halftime, Wiggins was one of four with four turnovers. Ryan Saunders, then the Wolves coach and fervent backer of Wiggins, screamed at Wiggins in the locker room. Uh, Saunders was so intense, he began feeling chest pains, sources say. Team doctors examined him for potential cardiac issues. They concluded Saunders had pulled a muscle in his chest yelling at Wiggins so hard. How do you do that? I don't know. But then, there's one more sentence. Team officials like to say Saunders loves Wiggins so much, berating him almost broke his heart. Wow. Except it... Really just, like, tore a pectoral. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like something, like, an abuser so, says, too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to bring this up in the Quinn Snyder section... Also, wasn't he, like, 32 when they thought he had a heart yes, attack? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. He didn't have a heart attack, but he thought... He was so mad at Andrew Wiggins, he thought he was having a heart attack. <laughs> um, so my question for you, Sean... Is uh, if that happened to a relatively young man, Quinn Snyder? Yeah, I mean a young, relatively young Ryan young Saunders, man, yeah. Ryan Saunders. Uh, is Quinn Snyder maybe are just all of the muscles in his body and face torn, and that's why he needs a year off? <laughs> it's possible. Who do you think he yelled at the most? There's not a lot of that on that Jazz roster. Oh, it's oh, this actually, it's uh. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Because that's, like, the guy he could yell at, right? Like, everybody else is either, like, an extreme veteran, 
and you can't yell at one of them choosing sides. Yeah, and that's that's bad. And what you're gonna yell at Jordan Clarkson? No way. You're gonna yell at Royce O'Neal, the guy who you got paid. You know what I mean? Like right, right, exactly, where exactly. You, like can't be that mad at you. <laughs> it kind of feels like if you yell at Rudy, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, do you think he yelled at uh star of the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, everybody yells at Macho all the time <laughs> for being too sexy. It's weird. <laughs> like, like he's he's very sexy in that movie. Did you think he was like a handsome, sexy guy beforehand? I mean, he got he did get mono, the kissing disease. So that's I had a true. Feeling. You knew he would. He liked to smooch. But no, he used to have bad hair and facial hair. That's that's what it was. And then, but like the bone structure was always there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shaving his head was like a real like sexy guy move. <laughs> Yes. Uh, also, he's Spanish, so that you always get a leg up on sexiness. If you're yeah, Spanish. unless you're unless you're Tony Parker. But even Tony Parker has like a Tony certain Parker fucked dude. Well, I mean, he has, he has a certain like White bad sexuality way. to uh, him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Tony Parker's not a bad looking guy. I don't know why I'm saying that. He just I feel like I'm I'm judging him for some of his behavior. Yeah, the short haircut. Now he's like. He, like, he grew up. That's yeah. what happened. Um, all right, but yeah, Sean, I want to ask you, sorry, we can't... We'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we'll we, talk we, about that later with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Sarah yeah. Todd. Um, mm-hmm. So, question for you, though, Sean. Yeah. The Utah Jazz are going to, like... Re- the Jazz and the Blazers are sort of in the same exact same spot here now, right? Where it's like, we need to rebuild our team in winning ways. <laughs> Yeah, although one of those teams is a lot better than the other. Yes, uh-huh. but yes. yeah, 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 of course. Um, uh, but yeah, I but they want to. They you, they're not they're not like rebuilding. Right. I want to ask you. I'm going to give you some jazz veterans. Okay. And you're going to tell me what season or okay. if they stay. Okay. Because uh, we know Donovan Mitchell is staying until he demands a trade one year from now. Um, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> um. If the Warriors win the finals, Atlanta. If they lose the finals, Golden State. Wow. That is crazy. So are they trading Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga for him? They're going to trade like Draymond and something. Wow. All right. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich. Where should he go is a good question because I think he's good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's good, but they're relying on him too much now. He's like too old for what they need him to do. He needs to be a sixth man. He needs that like Clipper, uh, Clipper, uh, Gallo role now. I yeah, think. I think he. I think he would be. Uh, I don't. I don't know how this would work mechanically, sure. or even if it's possible. But he would be uh, a wonderful uh, Brooklyn Net. And actually, I think a place where he might be a nice fit, and um, obviously there's some trade part trade potential. I think he might be a nice uh, Minnesota Timberwolf, actually. No, like the sixth man on that like team. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay. What about Mike Conley? Uh, he, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I, if he does go somewhere, it's the Lakers. But does that mean Utah? No, but but you, t- you Russell Westbrook has turned into something else, and like the Lakers and Jazz both send a pick or something like that, or a young player or something, and Westbrook gets rerouted. But but 
like in terms of Conley destinations, I don't feel like there's a lot of spots, to be honest. But um, like the Lakers make a lot of sense to see, me. See, I think there's a very and is it it's the New a, York Knicks? It's, no, it's the Eastern Conference team that is in the same position, Blazers, where they have a small guard who you shouldn't be guard, uh, shouldn't be building around, but you're stuck building around him because you're giving him a max contract, and that is the Washington Wizards, baby. Oh, to play with Bradley Beal? Yeah. Oh. Because think about it, they sort of need a point guard. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um all right and then finally we know um i would ask about eric pascal but he's the other only untouchable player on the roster right he's, because he's, he's, he's a bff Mitchell's best friend um what about do you know Ray who K? do you know who do you want to do you want me to read the washington wizards uh point guard depth chart yes, for you please do. uh starting tomas sadaransky yeah backup ish smith mm-hmm. third raul and neto how do you, you, don't you say it a weird way? No, it's Nato. Neto. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fourth is Cassius Winston, who mm-hmm. uh, is actually I, I I like Cassius Winston, but mm-hmm. he's he's six foot one and he's twenty four years old. But yeah, now that you've read that, don't you think that's a uh, Mike Conley destination? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of feels like like they want to make one run at the seventh seed with their Beal, KCP, Kuzma, Porzingis core. Uh-huh. Oh right. man. Well, do you, do you think Utah wants uh, Rui Hachimura? I think they would take him um, <laughs> for Mike Conley. Like, what else are you getting? That contract? No, I mean huge. Conley has negative value. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, and then finally, Sean Rike, mm-hmm. who was their big signing. He was supposed to fix everything, and then could not crack the rotation. Oh, where should he go? Yeah, Golden State Warriors. Auto Porter Jr. replacement. Um, all right, Sean, Adam. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Ham is the wow. coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I believe, I did the research, Joey. I believe he is the only dunk contest participant to be hired as a full-time NBA head coach. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, Doug Christie coached a couple games this year because of uh, a COVID outbreak, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's it. Uh, do you think that's going to change things? Like, is this, is no. this a, a new moment for the NBA? The reason I was thinking of it and brought it up is to me, it feels uh, like dunkers are disrespected uh, as basketball minds. Right. Is what right. It means mm-hmm. um, like they're like, Oh, that guy's so athletic. He just doesn't understand the game. Mm-hmm. That's to me what this, that's telling us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, do you think it'll open the doors a little bit? Like, is that like is that Vince why Carter Dominique has, Wilkins has never coached? coached? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Vince Carter, Jerry Stackhouse still isn't a coach. Yeah. Stackhouse would be one of the better dunkers to ever coach in the NBA. Yes. As far as I can tell, it's Darvin Ham and Elgin Baylor. And then there's a big gap to any, to and the next person. Westfall. Um, yeah, I kind of, I think probably that there are some better dunkers than Paul Westfall. Willie um, Green? Is it Willie Green? <laughs> Willie Green, maybe. There were some, um, like, scoring shooting guards that became coaches. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they probably dunk better than Bill Paul Russell. Westfall. 
Bill Russell. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, apparently Billy Cunningham was quite a practice dunker back in his day. Um, I don't really think that. Uh, well, let's wrap these two together. Do you think Pat Riley was a good dunker? No, I mean, he could dunk, but for sure. The dragon was in his body. The dragon was in his body. It had not made its way out to his hands <laughs> yet. Uh, and he's he's going to run it back with he runs it back with his wife every night. All right. I'm going to give I'm going to give you a couple. I'm, I'm just going to go really quick before we get to Pat Riley here. Uh, and just you just give me like give me a dunker score between one and ten. OK. okay. Uh, Don Nelson. It's like a two. Like a two. Uh, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, isn't Lenny? What? How tall is Lenny Wilkins? And not that tall. It's like a zero. There's no way Lenny Wilkins could dunk. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably wrong, but he doesn't. He 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 doesn't have the face of a dunker. You know. What I mean? Boy, he really he really. I would say that is very true. <laughs> could he dunk? I think he can dunk. Um, how tall was he? Though? Boy, was I not? I was not very confident in the way I just said that, huh? <laughs> Um, let's see. Lenny Wilkins was, I mean, he was a very good player is the thing, mm -hmm. but he was, or is, he's still alive. Well, I'm talking about him in the past tense. He is six foot one. Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much he was dunking. <laughs> there is a picture of him dunking, but yeah, yeah, I think you're, I think you're correct about not giving him a huge Dunking I mean, score. I'm watching the Lenny Wilkins career mixtape right now, and this is pretty below the rim. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Jerry Sloan? Uh, no fucking way. Zero. Uh, <laughs> Pat Riley? I bet Pat Riley would, uh, like... Mm. He's like, he has, like, the craziness. You know he what does, I mean? But Adolph Rupp, he's... Well, you gotta remember, he was the white team. He was started for the white team in the Glory Road. Team. Yeah, that Adolph that Rupp that's like an automatic. He's like a one and a half. Yeah. He's like a one. He would practice dunk, but like he believed that dunking was like not part of the game. The little sinful, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, uh, Phil Jackson. I mean, he's very tall. He's very tall. <laughs> he was like a hip, a freewheeling hippie. I'll give him like a three on the dunk scale. Yeah, like not a lot of style no to style, it. No style, no style. Um, Larry Brown. No fucking way. <laughs> you don't think Larry Brown was dunking? Okay. No. Uh, Doc Rivers. Uh, I mean, I remember watching Doc Rivers play. Um, I don't remember a lot of dunking. I believe he dunked. Yeah, I think I think I think dunking on Bill Lambeer right now. Let's see how good it is. Uh, like a four. Yeah, he's a pretty good athlete. We're going to skip. He was also hurt a lot in his career. Um, if you yeah. remember right about Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, he was. A, but he was he was very athletic. I he think. was not Darvin Ham. Let's just put it that <laughs> well, I, Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> that's probably correct. I'm, I'm going to skip a couple of obvious zeros okay. here. Um, you asked me about uh, Larry Brown. So I that was one I could have zero than that. Well, we're not. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Nate McMillan. Uh, too small, right? I don't remember him dunking. I don't think he really dunked, no. Yeah. 
Uh, Mike D'Antoni. Was Mike D'Antoni ever dunking in his time? In in Europe, probably. Yeah. He was like uh, the hottest man alive, right? In, yeah. He was like... Kobe Bryant's idol. He was like sexy swinging. <laughs> he was like a sexy swinger in Italy. Uh, he, uh-huh. Like a six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that uh, mustache was probably flying all over the place in Italy. Uh, Doug Moe. Was Doug Moe dunking? I don't think so. He was really... an NBA guy, but I don't think... <laughs> I think he had really bad knees. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, also, also linked to Larry Brown, so probably not like a big. He didn't dress really funny, Doug Mo. I will yeah, say he, that he rules, dude. Yeah, Doug Mo's uh, cool. Okay, Scott Brooks. No, I don't remember Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks didn't dunk. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles also couldn't dunk. I mean, maybe he was coked up enough, but I... <laughs> uh, Casey Jones. I don't remember enough about Casey Jones to even score Casey Jones. Um, I I don't think so. I don't think there was a lot of dunking in Casey uh-huh. Jones. How, how tall is Casey Jones? Um, I mean, he's not that tall. Um... 6'1", no. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's one and playing in the sixties. Get out of here! No, yeah, it's, no a, it's a good point. Okay, okay, no Casey Jones. Uh, Byron Scott. Byron Scott was a good dunker, actually. Yeah, um, not in. I don't think he was ever in a dunk contest. No, but but he was a pretty good dunker. He's I, one of the better dunkers. He's I one think, of the better. Uh, okay, Doug Collins. I mean, Doug Collins famously, like, could barely walk, but I bet he was good at dunk constantly, right? I think that's... He was the first pick in the draft. He Um, was the first pick in the draft, huh? Yeah, no, he was, like, supposed to be, like, really good, but, like... Until those Russians beat him up in that game. Six. Yeah, I I I bet... Doug Collins was a good dunker, but not in the NBA, because, again, he was injured all the time. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna skip Steve Kerr and Tom Heinsohn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Bill Russell. We yeah, he's a good dunker. Probably. I mean, who knows? <laughs> you know who was like a who was shockingly unimpressive in his mixtape at dunking? Who? Monty Williams. Yeah, it's kind of slow, slow leaper. It seemed like. Um, this guy I think is well. I don't want to. I don't want to editorialize. Mike Woodson. Probably okay. But here's the thing. There is video of Darvin Ham doing an East Bay funk dunk. There's no yeah, other yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a different <laughs> like <laughs> Mike Woodson was a six five shooting guard in the eighties though. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he is probably a top ten at least sure. coach dunker. Um I'm all right, I'm gonna do a one handed dunk. Okay. I mean it's a pretty standard eighties dunk. Not bad yeah. though. Yeah. Um you know, so that makes him like a nine on this scale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd never dunked. Like, <laughs> ever. And he was like one of the most athletic players in the NBA. I'll never understand it. It was uh, like, it was like he just, he, he wanted to make sure he got back on defense faster. So yeah. he just had to lay it in. Uh, Kevin McHale. Uh, I mean, Kevin McHale did dunk. But uh-huh. he'd show his weird hairy armpits. To the I world. hated it. So it was the zero. worst. I'm giving it a zero. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Thomas. I don't think he really dunked. He didn't really. 
Um, Luke Walton. I mean, Luke Walton, bad dunker, but uh-huh. dunked a lot in Arizona. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate to give Luke Walton credit for anything, but I guess he's one of the better dunkers who's ever coached. Yeah, he's six eight. So yeah, because the because the NBA is uh, fucking anti discriminatory yeah. against dunking. Okay, how about Sam Mitchell? Mitchell, how tall is Sam Mitchell? Uh, he's, I think he's pretty tall. Hold pretty on. tall, right? Sam Mitchell is 6'6". Hey, I mean, he's probably pretty good at dunking, right? I feel like he, uh, he, I feel like just, look, I know this doesn't have anything to do with his dunking, mm-hmm. but he did play for an international basketball, a CBA team called the Rapid City Thrillers. And it makes me think that you have to be able to do like well, a 360 dunk to even play for the I'm thrillers. I'm about to watch him posterize Penny Hard Penny Hardaway posts. See how Penny Hardaway is going to posterize him. Yeah, Sam Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> so he's getting. You're watching a tape yeah. of him getting dunked on. Right. I'm. I, I'm trying to see how high <laughs> oh, he gets up. Oh, gotcha. You know? gotcha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it is not high, man. <laughs> I mean, Penny Hardaway. Would beat out Darvin Ham if they hired him to coach an NBA game for sure. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, yeah, I, like a six. We're getting pretty far down on this <laughs> list of winners, Joey. Uh, I'm not even gonna get into. Yeah, I Sam mean, Mitchell I think Tyron barely gets off the ground here, man. This is <laughs> this is a pretty bad poster. <laughs> All right, Elgin Elgin Baylor only has 86 career wins, but I still think. He's way up there. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's I feel like centers kind of don't count like Willis Reed. Who knows? Like, I mean, um, Willis Reed was a pretty good power dunker, actually. Oh, what about Rambus? Could Rambus throw down? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Butch Beard. Butch Beard, Joey. Uh, no idea. All right, we. That's it. That's it. We don't. This episode is an hour and forty-five minutes. Oh my god! Um, And we still need to talk about one more man, just very quickly. Pat Riley. Yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, I want to ask real quick about Darvin Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think he's going to do as a coach? For I mean, the Lakers. I mean, fine. He'll be, I'm, I'm sure they'll get a little boost because they don't hate him as much and he'll be different. And I think he's probably, I don't know, they, I mean, they, it seems like a, like a good coach in general, but he's also coaching a LeBron James team in L.A. And the last guy who was there won an NBA title and then got fired two years later. So I, I don't expect him to be there more than like two or three years. Here's, here's what I'll say. Um, I'm not going to acknowledge he's the coach of the Lakers until he records a hostage <laughs> video. Saying, What's up Lakers fans, uh, coach Darvin ham here. So yeah. the Lakers do not have a coach until that video is. Filmed. That's true. It's not, it is not official yet. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about, about this Pat Riley press conference really quickly. Um, he said he could do more push-ups than any of the writers in the room, even though he's 77 years old, because the dragon hasn't left his body from that loss. Uh-huh. Sean, has a dragon ever entered your body? I don't really think so. I'm not sure if I've had a dragon in my... But it's probably a weakness of mine that I've not... I haven't had... I also thought that the dragon would motivate you, not haunt you. And how many push-ups could you do? Uh, like in a day or like right now? Like right now. 
between I think I could do 25. I think I could okay. do 25 push-ups. I, I had a day last week where I did a total of 85 push-ups. All right. Now, Sean, ask me. Joey, how many push-ups could you do? Like four. Yeah. All right. Not... Uh... <laughs> so, Pat Riley, you win. You're correct. Uh, he also, the main thing I want to talk about him, though, is they asked him if he was going to run it back. And then he said, I run it back with my wife every night. Oh, my God. And I want to say, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, does he think about divorcing his wife every night? Like, what is this? Like, what is that answer? Like, I get that it's like a, a clever sports person answer if you don't think about it too long. But if you think about it for even 10 seconds, I don't even understand what it means. You know he's what talking, I mean? He's talking about making love. <laughs> but that, That's what but, he's talking but about. But that doesn't work. <laughs> what I mean is that doesn't really work in the context of the team building. Like, I get Pat Riley loves to fuck his wife every That's night. That's what he's saying. He runs it back <laughs> with his wife. He brings her back. He likes to, he likes to get down. Also, uh, yeah, I mean... Look, Pat Riley, he's 77 years old. He's doing push-ups over that that woman every night, whether she wants to or not. You signed up for this. Spy Uh, on the players' wives. Um, uh, Also, I loved his response to um, Tyler Hero's press conference. mm -hmm. Did you see that, Joey? He has to uh, play defense if he wants to be a starter. He was just like, yeah, I think think it's time for you to be the the starter. Pat Riley's like, win the job then. Like, like it's not... (laughs) So this isn't a this isn't a seniority thing, buddy. Mm. I thought um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Any anybody anybody cutting the legs off a of Tyler Hero a little bit? Uh, my question it. for you is: uh, Why were Raptors fans so mad that uh, <laughs> Pat Riley said Kyle Lowry was out of shape? It's so weird. Like the defensiveness that happens with some players from that organization is also like. Kyle Lowry wasn't in good shape. That's why he uh, tore his hamstring. Uh, Kyle Lowry would probably tell you he wasn't in good shape. He, I think he did. I think he <laughs> said that at the press conference. It's so weird. Like, there's a weird uh, kind of nonsensical um, Raptors heat rivalry. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It, I don't know if it's like, does it stem from Chris Bosh leaving? Because it feels like it doesn't. And then it's like Goran Dragic not wanting to be there mm-hmm. and Raptors fans were like crowing that he also lost in the first round, mm-hmm. even though they lost in the first round, but he lost a couple days earlier. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that one actually, that that's like fun. That's fun. I'm not, I'm not critiquing that. It's just weird that they don't like play that much. You know, they played in important games. That's all. It's right, just, right, right. They don't really have a connection beyond transactions. And uh, sometimes you just got to defend Kyle Lowry. Uh, Look, if everybody wants to say nice things about Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan and Jonas Valanciunas, I'm there for it. I'm also there for nice things about Chris Boucher mm -hmm. and Mo Peterson and Mm -hmm. positive things about Doug West. Even Mm -hmm. that's fine. (laughs) And you know what I think? I think Alonzo Mourning kind of was a dick uh-huh. not going there. Yeah. So I get I guess I'm kind of team Raptors. I just I just feel like it might be a little one sided, except on the Internet. Uh, 
there's a lot of, I mean, their heat culture stands are also pretty funny on the internet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's our episode. <laughs> I don't know why I've like talked about some <laughs> weird beef that doesn't, might not even exist actually. Uh, uh no, I think it does. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sean, uh-huh. do you? Uh, yeah, I'll be. Oh, this is this is a good show. Um, next Friday, which is June seventeenth, I'm gonna be at the Verdi Club in San Francisco, uh, opening for. I'll be doing half an hour in front of Joe Mandy, who's probably doing an hour or so on his hero tour. Um, and that's the Verity Club, very beautiful place in um, San Francisco. Would, say, would you say that's in the Mission? It's got to be in the Mission, right? It's in the Mission, yeah, yeah. Kind of Petrero area, it's but almost Petrero. Um, yeah. Sweet. While you're at, while you're doing that, ask Joe Mandy to come on the show and talk about the Timberwolves. All right. Oh, um... absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can get tickets at uh, go to Talent Moat for that, and also the links. Uh, you can just see it on my Twitter and Instagram. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on May 17th, I tweeted, Hey, at Netflix, please fix the autoplay bug on the kids series trash truck so my son and I can watch TV in peace. God, does it feel like him saying trash trucks is like a trick (laughs) to us? Like, is he just... I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, Sean, did you write a song? I didn't, but I thought maybe we could uh, rerun a song from the the 2019 finals. It's Uh, called The Finals Countdown. Okay, great. Um, Work on that Quinn Snyder song, though. Obviously. next week. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down, um... Sorry, we just named old coaches for a long time and decided if they could dunk for like. None of them can dunk. None of them can dunk. Hire a fucking dunker, Utah. Jordan Bell Maybe Katie comes back But Jordan's stolen in hell Boogie's leg is no longer lame We're leaving Oracle Will the Dubs be the champs again? It's the finals countdown A genius. Clint plays like Fufo. Draymond showed his penis. His penis. He's great and small ball. Are they still light years ahead? Could Steph win MVP? Win MVP. I'm sure that Pascal won't shoot 14 for 17. It's the Countdown!
police coming! We gotta get out of here! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.